Panago Pizza presents S-D-P-P, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Hey, Adam. Hey! Before we started this show, Steve sent us a message that he had treats for us. Oh, yeah, he's like, boys, bring in treats! And I'm like, I look down at my belly, and I'm like... Ooh, I probably don't need those treats, but I would probably eat them. Definitely. Yeah. I, w- I was looking forward to them. I didn't have a lunch today because I was like, oh, I'm going to eat this treat from Steve. Oh, man. Where are those treats, Steve? They are right in front of what my wife and I refer to as the key bowl, uh, which is just a bowl that we throw our keys in in the front hallway. In Oshawa. In Oshawa. And not here. And not here, because I was just so gosh darn excited to see you guys. You know how hard it is to eat something from here that's in Oshawa, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've tried it a lot of times. I'm always like, Berry Hill Food Company, can't get it done. What was the treat? It was uh, delicious Leafs sugar cookies Mm. that my wife got me for my birthday. Wow. uh, Which is coming up. It's tomorrow. Hmm. And they are... uh, well, they're safe at home. It'd be a shame if everyone tweeted Steve that he was a fat bitch on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it would really wow. suck. You know? <laughs> That's aggressive. <laughs> That's, first of all, first of all, first of all, I want to, I want to read a lovely tweet I got last night. Oh my time. God, I Jesse. Got a, I said, it's based on a tweet he got. Oh, oh, is it? Is it? Okay, context <laughs> is key here. Sorry. No, so here's what's funny. I was just going to read that tweet randomly. I didn't know Jesse was basing his comment on it. Okay, that. all right, all right. So I was like, damn, Jesse, the, I know. What, but what is I tweeted this? LFR tomorrow, hashtag victory puppies return. And someone tweeted me, have another drink, you fat, worthless alcoholic. Your dogs are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I I read it while on air on ice surfing. Like, I didn't read it out loud. I hope not. I was Jeff, Jeff uh, Merrick, and Jason York were in the middle of talking. And I'm like, I have to go back and re-listen to the broadcast. Because you could probably, if my mic is turned on, hear me go. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. That also, person had to be kidding, right? I hope uh, so. I don't think so. No. You don't think so? I don't think so, no. They attacked your dogs. It's got to be a joke. That's got My to be a joke. My dogs are fucked. <laughs> I, think they look, I think that's a hardcore listener. Yeah. Man. Call you know. an alcoholic? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, alcoholic. Like, fat alcoholic. Man. <laughs> like, of all the things to call Steve that he's objectively not, I think that's funny. All right. I Wait, think that person's one? trying to be funny. Which one? He called me three things. Uh-huh. Fat, worthless, alcoholic. Alcoholic. <laughs> I don't know, man. I love you. Are you I, kidding me? I don't think you're fat yeah, or worthless. It's but an alcoholic. Yeah, maybe. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that yeah. one's fine. So yeah. if everybody has a birthday message for Steve tomorrow, make sure it's great. <laughs> you know? Happy birthday. How about we just ha- hashtag aggressive happy birthday with Steve Dan? Oh. Just, so hashtag aggressive happy birthday. Wow. Send Steve your most aggressive happy birthday tweets. Do you think we get it trending in like Toronto? That'd be kind of We fun. probably could. <laughs> Adam, you're good at that we're yeah. steve dangle day <laughs> all i gotta do is go to nassau coliseum and have people be mean to me you know listen i'm not all of us have trended across the world i have but not all of us have it's true i've actually trended twice across the world did you know that what was the first one so there's Tavares day to uh-huh. and then there's this other one where uh it was a it was a billboard in halifax that i thought was hysterical which said uh uh, no, it was a billboard here, and it was for traveling to Halifax, like a, a tourism yeah. company. And it was like, and it's like, uh, um, 
Oh, you guys have an aquarium? That's cute. And then it said, from Nova Scotia. And it was very funny, right? That is, because, I like that. Anyway, I posted that on my Twitter. I took a nap. And it started the Canadian it, Civil War. It it blew up. Like, thousands of retweets. And I was like, what is this? And the guy that wrote it actually reached out to me. He's like, hey, that was up like six months ago. And I don't even work at that company anymore. Oh. And I was like, man, this is amazing. Like, how did... And I, you know, it's just weird. Sometimes you catch the right retweet. And then it yeah. just explodes. Like, and you Halifax just don't even know. owes you money. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> you, how many people Halifax like, gave me a lot of great stuff. You know stuff. what? Yeah, oh yeah, it's true. Halifax, Halifax was good to me. It's a wonderful place. Yeah. Um, on on the fat, worthless alcoholic front, mm-hmm. um, been going to the trainer. I'm feeling real good about myself. We okay. haven't told you about Steve's trainer yet, but anyway. Back's, back's been super comfortable. Everything's great. Great. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? Just to keep myself honest, I'm going to jump on that scale for the first time in God knows how long. Oh. Right. And? 227. Which down from what a mistake. Oh, down? Is that up or down? 227 is the biggest number I've ever seen, which makes me go, holy shit, what was I just before Christmas? Well, the biggest number (laughs) the biggest number I've ever seen is 240. I'm I must have been around 240. Yeah, and that was when I was like 18. Wow. Bloated. You were 240. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. I'll show you pictures. Like I Well, was... you're, I mean you're you can't miss workout. <laughs> <laughs> it's your favorite story. I'm telling this story. So we're all huge beer drinkers back then mm-hmm. and going forward. But um, <laughs> Adam, Adam's like, boys, I know how I'm going to lose this weight. He pulls out a 2.6 of whiskey. <laughs> we're like, that's great. Jack idea. Daniels, full yeah. of sugar. Uh-huh. Idiot. Great idea, Adam. <laughs> yeah. So it's from beer to liquor. Yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> no. Weirdly, yes. So what happened was I was drinking a ton of beer underage, mm-hmm. and I was um, and I was eating late night McDonald's. So oh. it's it's weird when it, the thing is is that like McDonald's once in a while is cool, but like three nights a week is a lot. Oh, and yeah. I sure put on the pounds. I put on the freshman 15 before I even got the chance to be a freshman and drop out. And yeah. then, so, you know, things happen. I, we, like, we have a friend named Derek who is, and Jesse, you met him a million times. Mm-hmm. He is uh, a policeman now and is an incredible shape. He's like, Vegan, like... He's un- like a shredded buck 70, maybe buck 65. Wow. But in his first year of university, he got up to 260, I think. He was... Oh. I don't know about two... Well, he, he was, was heavier than I am currently, yeah. which is wild. And it's crazy because, you know, that's just what happens, right? Everybody talks about the freshman 15. And you show, yeah. He showed me a picture and I was like, dude, oh my God. I know. Oh my you God. You wouldn't recognize I, him. I've You'd been really lucky people. because I was like a heavy... I was like a fat kid. Just say it. And then I got, I got, really? a, gro- I got a growth spurt. And then all my fat just kind of extended, and I was skinny. Yeah, but that's puppy fat. That's how it works. Like there, there should be no skinny ten-year-olds. So if you I, know had, what I mean, yeah, I was, I was kind of fat. If I had yeah? been, yeah, fat, I was fat. So you tell me, <laughs> and if then I, I just grew out of it. If I'd been I fatter at sure. ten, I could be tall like you right now. Is that exactly. what you're saying? Exactly. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. I missed my opportunity to be fat then. Now I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, you got to time your fat. Yeah. Right. right? Jesse, Everyone's got one. Typical Jesse doing it all right. Perfect. <laughs> Don't you just the hate the guy? Ah, a lot. God. You should. <laughs> you should. I'm great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, it's been an unbelievable. Week, so, sorry. Yeah, it's been an unbelievable week in sports. Oh my god. Just gosh. across the, wow. the board. So I'm gonna tell you how this show is gonna go down. I talked about it before the show. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna do obviously who wore the crown. That's important. We're gonna talk about the Leafs. We're gonna talk about some other stuff around the NHL, and we are also obviously gonna have to hit. COVID-19, because there is a lot more at stake than I think people want to believe. 
Um, and I don't care if you want to be that doesn't bother me guy. What do you call him? Uh, not bothered was, by anything guy? Not not bothered by anything right? guy. Right. Oh, we're being hysterical or whatever. Um, listen. The media. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing with the media. The media repeats what the World Health Organization and what the Canadian and the CDC, I don't know what the Canadian one's called, but I know the CDC in the States. Mm-hmm. We're just repeating what they're telling us. The um, entire sports tournaments and leagues have ceased operations. Right. Uh, and one thing about them is uh, they like money. Yeah, it's crazy. And I feel like this might be serious if they right. shut down. Right. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But for now, let's get into who wore the crown. I like that version. Live generously and life will treat you royally. Why not pour yourself? Ooh, why not? It doesn't work. Why not doesn't pour work. yourself and a friend a crown royal? Because we're going to talk about who wore the crown. Where we, with the help of you, recognize one of the Leafs players who gave it all for their blue and white. Last night it's against the Lightning. That's what we're talking about. It's our town. It's our crown. We beat the Lightning twice in two weeks. It's not about what you have but what you have to give. So let's crown that Leaf who gave it all for the team. Brought to you by our friends at Crown Royal. Live generously and life will treat you royally. Let us get into this. Steve Dangle. Uh, ooh, this is actually a tough one. It's a very tough one. But before the big four, mm-hmm. one thing we talked about for a while was uh, the Leafs leadership group being three guys. Um, and it's obviously not quite this anymore, but there was a little clique. Mm-hmm. And it was Austin Matthews, mm-hmm. Morgan Riley, mm-hmm. and Matt Martin. And <laughs> Matt Martin. Matt, Fred- keep the flies off of Martin. <laughs> Absolutely, keeps the flies off. Frederick Anderson. Mm-hmm. I would say at least two of those guys could be up for the crown today. Matt Martin? He's one. Okay. Carter Verhage. <laughs> Carter Verhage. And the other is Carter Who Verhage. looks really good last night, <laughs> by the way. eight breakaways yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Carter Verhage is very fast. <laughs> wow. He's a great player. Yeah. Lou missed the boat on that one. Yeah. He was wrong. Yeah. He uh, was right about four of the five guys in that trade. <laughs> So close. So close. So close. <laughs> Who knew that they only got five prospects? Yeah. One might come back to bite you. He was, <laughs> you know what? I'll give Luke credit. Not bad. You don't throw away all your magic beans. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to give it to Freddie Anderson. Yeah. I'm going to give it to yeah. Freddie Anderson. Um, the Leafs played a very good game against Tampa, I thought. But there were a few fire drills, man. And the second period was awful. And there was at least one really good save he had to make in the third. Um, so the Leafs played better in front of him, but they were still far from perfect. And Freddie's last three games have uh, been really good. And out of his last three games, the only one he's lost was the one he got a shutout in. Weird. <laughs> because the National Hockey League. Uh, I'm going to give it to Freddie. If he keeps playing like this... The team will score more around him, um, and all of a sudden the Leafs become formidable again. But until they put it all together, it's wait and see. But he was great. I'm glad you picked Fred because I think he deserves that. You know, I think we've we've been rightly, no matter how much people protest this, um, we've been rightly critical of his play. Stop the puck, man. Yeah, and and yeah. which you know, fine. He's done that for years. But it's okay to admit when a goalie has a bad couple months, and he has. Yeah, but a couple this, months. Couple months. Not weeks. Months. He was bad from January to about the start of March. And and you know, the I will say the Western Road trip. Great. The the one game he played was great. Jack Campbell was great too, and we said that. That's what we need to see more of, and we need to have that sustained. The Leafs live and die, as Nick Kiprio said years ago on this show, by what Freddie Anderson does. Mm-hmm. They will go as far as he will take them. Now, one thing I do, I, I'm I'm gonna give mine to um Morgan Riley. 
And the reason I'm going to give it to Morgan Riley is there was a couple missteps here and there in the first period. He fell, this and that. Guy, The guy missed two months and yep. came in and was the best defenseman on the team. Wasn't it an ankle injury too? Yeah, he broke an ankle. Uh-huh. And so, Jeez. you know, it's funny that – or did he break his foot? doesn't matter. It still hurts. Um, I think Muslim was foot. Okay. So – And now it's hand. <laughs> I don't know or care what he broke, to be honest, because it doesn't make a difference. You're talking about mobility. You're talking about um, loss of, you, you would think, loss of some conditioning, right? If you break an ankle, you're not doing power squats anymore. The you're biggest, not you're not running anymore. You're not skating anymore, right? minute eater on the team. Right. And for as tough as everybody was on Morgan Riley, when he went down, that this team sure struggled. And when you see him out there, there is just, I don't even know if it's just him, but there's a confidence that the team plays with when he's there that is just different that's uh i was i was sort of alluding to it in the video today like it's not saying john Tavares was the wrong choice for captain you need more than one leader to get anywhere in the national hockey league morgan riley carries himself like a captain he does and he could absolutely have been captain have been captain be captain one day go somewhere else and be captain that guy's a leader mm-hmm. and so morgan riley you get the crown, you stepped in, and you were the best defenseman on the team by far. It was great to see some of the other, other guys step up. Um, you know, Travis Dermott looked good. Cody Cece uh, was there. Someone, um, <laughs> someone tweeted, Cody Cece is at his best when he's in human meat shield mode. <laughs> what? In the first period, I guess he blocked a really big shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, Riley and Cece have been fantastic, according to the numbers, so... Well, there you go. We can talk about that. Which means they're both equally good. They are. Yeah. Uh, they were, I believe, Riley and Hainsey, numbers-wise, were okay, too. Equally good. Equally good. Jesse. Uh, this is getting boring because I am trying to pick someone other than William Nylander. This bores me. But he continues to be the best net front p- player ever and score more and more power play goals. Yeah. Ever. Phil Esposito be damned. Yeah. Who? Exactly. <sighs> Philaspa Lander. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you man? Heard it. That's... I was going to say Phil Esposito who. <laughs> <laughs> that works better. We can go with nah. that. Does it? Yeah. No, no, no. It's not hey, great, wait, but we'll go sh- with it. He showed up again. Scored number 31. How can you not give the crown to William Nylander? I don't. Very easily, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Here's how. He gets my crowd because he continues to score and draw penalties, which is also an underrated part of his game. Yep. How many penalties he's drawn this season? Uh, net front goal. My crown goes to William Nylander. He's Willie is able to hold on to the puck and actually skate with it mm-hmm. for a while without panicking. Where Kapanen does a different version of that, which is faster and feistier but he and he's got to get rid of the thing yeah mm-hmm. and he sort of goes back to old faithful whereas william nylander you never as a defender you never know what the hell he's going to do the pucks the puck sticks on his stick a yes. long time yes like he'll enter the zone and he'll just hang on to it and hang on to it and nobody really takes it from him and he does something and usually leads to the best goal we've ever seen ever ever and i'm gonna just go out here i'm gonna go out on a limb and break break our format here can I break format for a second? I don't think fourth you're allowed. crown. I'm gonna I'm gonna fourth crown, and I'm gonna Whoa! I'm gonna crown oh, a ju- no. I'm gonna crown a journalist. Whoa! I'm gonna crown Christina Rutherford. Okay. We, we talked about her piece on Danny Ryland from the NWHL last episode. Mm-hmm. She tweeted this: Our feature on Danny Ryland and women's hockey was the most read big read on a single day in Sportsnet 
history. Wow. You know how hard that is? Like, think about, like, come on. That's, come that's, on. that's huge. And that goes to show, A, great writer, B, great subject. Right? Yeah. There yes. is interest in women's hockey, duh. Uh, but also, um, that, you got to read it. It's just a fascinating profile. Do you know, <laughs> do you know how many friggin' clicks you got to get? Like I don't, I don't, I don't know how you, it's a lot. Like what, what You'd would be you, a major Canadian city. So if, okay, so it's hundreds <laughs> of thousands? Yes. yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Maybe not every day, but most days you've got to be at least in the hundred thousands to be in the top five. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've done it a handful of times. That's the only reason I know, and I'm super proud of each time. That's really difficult, and especially it's a big read, too. Long, yeah. So long. The, the, they take article, months. That article's at least 3,000 words. Yep. It's probably more. That's, yeah, that's unreal. One, two, three, I'm counting. Four, five. <laughs> Are you counting paragraphs? Or words. No, I'm just words. counting the words. Ah. We'll see if it's 3,000. Okay, well, you work on that. Get, get okay, <laughs> I'll get back to you by the end of the show. <laughs> that is Who Wore the Crown for this week, brought to you as always by Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not? Why not? Live generously and Better. treat your Leafs crew to a Crown <laughs> Royal Old Fashioned. Is that how we're saying it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Fashioned. Old Fashioned. By the way, Crown Royal Old Fashioned. Delish. Just throw oh, yeah. that out there. I, I love an Old Fashioned. It is so, it is such a can't miss cocktail. And if I'm at a bar and they can't do an Old Fashioned, leave the bar. Leave the bar. You should get together with Jason York. Is Lo- he an old-fashioned guy? Loves him. When's he coming on? We got to get him soon. Because apparently he's got great stories. And apparently, father of Jack York, Peterborough Pete's great. Apparently he's Jason York, huge jerk. Heard nothing but terrible things. <laughs> like <literally laughs> immature, like Martin Marinchin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Remember what? that joke? No. Remember I called Martin Marinchin immature? And no. <laughs> that was a couple episodes ago. Uh, no, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> it was a joke then, and it's a joke sure. now. But I've heard Jason York is he's one Ned of Flanders. the... I've heard he's a great guy. He's the nicest person on planet Earth. So he's on your nicest person list. It's Yeah, it's a short list. Him, Jack Armstrong, like Pinball Clemens. <laughs> really? He's, he's Pinball Clemens nice? I don't think anyone's Pinball Clemens no. is nice. Okay, so he's up there, though. A few weeks ago, I watched Pinball Clemens bring a room of people to tears at the <sighs> at the Con Smythe Gala. Just, oh, everyone, I've never heard a room of hundreds of people that quiet. Wow. Just, wow. hey, everyone, Mike's talking. My, if Pinball Clemens ran for mayor of Toronto, you know he'd win with no platform, Yes, right? he would win. Yes. Because you know, he'd just be like, do good, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just do good. And we, we, the... we all be like, you know what? Let's go out and do our civic duty for pinball. By the end of his like campaign speech, I would be, I and all of his competitors would be weeping at how much we have wasted our life and how much potential there still is in it. I would Man. just believe in myself so hard. Pinball Clemens, 2020. Is he, he is American. There's still time. Yes. There's still time. <laughs> pinball Clemens, save us all, please. Um, okay, so let's talk about let's talk about this Leafs team that just beat Tampa for the second time in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's you know this. Remember, this is the same Leaf team that lost to the three worst teams in the West. Maybe the West is just that good. Maybe um, it's still true. <laughs> that thing we've been saying for fifteen years has not altered one bit. No, but no. In, but in all honesty, you know this is a that was a especially that first ten minutes because mm-hmm. I'm looking at the clock and I'm thinking. They haven't gotten a shot, you know, five minutes, and I'm like, well, that's pretty good. Ten minutes in, you've held Tampa to no shots? I know they don't no have Stamkos. No shot Stam- attempts, even. Right. Yeah. And I know they don't have Edmund and Stamkos. So what? But they have yeah. a gig- Like, that team is so deep. It's stacked, and also, I don't feel bad for you. Like, that's just how it works. Leafs are missing these guys. Have you seen the people who are out of the lineup for Colorado? 
How are they playing so in listen, the NHL right Steve now, let alone the, winning games? Steve works with a guy named Drew. <laughs> Producer Drew. Who does the Dang It videos. Yes. And uh, I don't care about the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Wow. So there you go. I Drew. thought we were talking about the Leafs. Yeah, there. I thought we were talking about an important team. Get no, out of here, It's Drew. crazy. No, you know, what, you know what bothers me about the Avalanche is I was so pumped about Miko Rantanen's season, and he just and twice injured. He's had... And Kadri's going to be injured. And McKinnon, now one to two weeks, injured. Grubauer's a number one, injured. And like uh, Kel McCarr going to win rookie of the injured. Mm-hmm. Just, Unbelievable. Everybody. I'm trying to think of an equivalent. Oh, I don't think there is. I it's think. like if Matthews, Marner, Hyman all went down, and Riley went down, and Freddie went down. And that's and the, not even their whole And list. they're still in it. And don't feel still bad. In it. Don't feel bad for you. <laughs> I feel a little bit bad for Jesse, zero you. sympathy no, Blake. Why? No, none? N- zero. 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 Never mind, he's right. What would you call them? I would call them, we should continue talking about the Leafs game. True. Fair enough. <laughs> so, so, you know, ten minutes in, there's not even a shot attempt. And... Uh, even on the and then and then uh, and the first one came on the power play and right. sixteen to one in the first period was it not uh, shot sixteen attempts, to one at the time of Nylander's first goal there you go or and, only goal and yeah. that that first power play from you know Rasmus Sandin and like because he was in the box or whatever I'm just thinking like even the penalty kill looks good now second period it's looked way 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 better second yeah. period you get into a little bit more of the oh yeah these leaves. Right. And so Carter Verhage has a couple breakaways, and there's some, you know, like, again, Carter Verhage, like a guy that you just never thought you'd hear from again, but he led the AHL in points and goals last year. 82 points in 76 games. That's crazy. Third round pick from 2013? Mm, I think even longer ago than that. He's so like t- He's 24. Uh, he's only got 13 points in, I think, 52 games so far, but in a super-duper depth role for the Lightning. That guy might be a player yet. I wouldn't be surprised to see Carter Verhage score at least 20 goals in the NHL. With wheels like that? Sure. Oh, my God. Round 3, 82 overall, 2013 NHL draft. There you go. There you go, Adam. There you go. Got lucky. Uh, That's the Goche draft, by the way. (laughs) So what would you have taken? Goche or Verhage at first? (laughs) I'd rather have Goat. Neither. How many career goals (laughs) does Goat have? Because Verhage's got nine this year. I want to know if Goat has as many goals as Carter Verhage. It's close. I know for a fact it's close. Jesse, all you gotta you type in the search bar and what do you? What it's do you, faster if you use Can Google. Can we get a new producer? <laughs> it's faster if you use Google every time. How many career goals does Goat have? Yeah, thirteen. Still the champ, Frederick Goche, the people's champ. I love Freddie. I'm just me too. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. Carver. I'm a big fan of Freddie because he's a tall hockey guy. I like tall hockey guys because I'm a tall hockey guy. Yeah. You know, 6'5 guy. Who's taller, uh, you or Goat? I think we're about the same. Same size. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Um, and he's such a good guy. Everybody loves him. Right. He is. There's times he drives me nuts, but there's, you know, the skill set's the skill set. You ever the heard re- him talk? His voice? No, I haven't. It's just extremely deep. <laughs> <laughs> and French, too. And, and French, and he just talks about his hats, and I wear hats. Shuffle. Apparently, he's, he likes hats and <laughs> shoes, too. Doesn't he a shoe guy? He's just... I'd never want to see him traded. If oh. if the Leafs ever can't get him into the lineup, I want him to replace Carlton the Bear. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. There's something about they're the He's same too size. To be Carlton the Bear. They're, they're the same size. Have him wear the. I'm the Bear now. <laughs> so, uh, the third period, Freddie has to make some saves again. Yep. But the Leafs look a little bit more balanced. Much much better. And you know it's funny because there were times in this game where there were that the the thing that we have wanted for the Leafs for the last 18 months since John Tavares was signed. Mm-hmm. Now I guess it's more like 20 months now is this 
the constant wave of offense. We finally, like, for a couple of seconds there, it felt like the the press was so hard on Tampa that it was like that's that's what this team should be. Mm-hmm. This is we're getting a glimpse of what this team should be. The Leafs brought the game to them. There were nine penalties in that game. That's a lot of penalties. That's a shitload of penalties for a Leaf game. Yeah, and and the power play has finally switch some stuff up. Now, they're still doing that stupid back pass thing. And I've, I was watching the broadcast last night, and Ray Ferraro nailed it. He's so good. Ray Ferraro said, he said, I don't understand the back pass if you don't have speed. If you do not right. have speed, it doesn't work. And the reason he gave was because, essentially, all they have to do is stand you up at the line. And Tampa was trying to do it to the Leafs, too, and they were slowing down and doing the back pass and whatever. That, to me, was the worst part of the California trip, is, the, is their power play. There were so many parts of their game that were lacking, but mm-hmm. they, they did all right. Their power play was awful. It, I couldn't watch it. It wasn't that they weren't scoring. They weren't even getting into the friggin' zone. That's the problem, It was right? awful. And when now, now that they do, with um, with Morgan Riley back, but with Mitch Marner high, yeah. it seemed to work a lot better. It just seemed like they have the ability to kind of just shift it. Like if, if you were to look at your hand and there's five people in your, and you're looking at it like that, you kind of shifted a little bit. And I, it just, I, I understand what you mean. It just seems like they shifted Mitch just, a, you know, 20 feet back. And, I mean, his, but he was down low when he got the puck to Matthews for the game-winning goal. It still seems like they can do other things. And the problem for me watching that power play is I knew every time what was going to happen. And yeah. I'm not a smart enough hockey person to be that I should be able to figure that out. They should have one or two or three plays. Or like just a couple wild cards. Yeah, like, like th- those are your plays, s- and then every now and then you do something ridiculous. Yes, yes, I hundred percent. Um, to me, what what stood out about the power play? Uh, Mitch Marner had an excellent game, and part of it was he didn't let Tampa get set up. He made them panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Tampa didn't play them that well on the penalty kill. I'm not sure, but he the quick decision making. Uh, led to the Nylander goal. He throws it in front, right off the faceoff. Uh, John Tavares tips it. Nylander gets the rebound. And then the uh, the Matthews setup is hilarious. It's yeah. hilarious watching Matthews with that much time and space. Tampa is waiting for him to pass it. All four penalty killers are looking at him and converging on him slowly. But Mitch just takes a couple little stutter steps into the slot, make it look like, eh, you know, I might shoot. And then as soon as he sees the the little sliver of light, gives it to Matthews, and it's over. But that's Mitch's game, isn't it? Yeah. That's the that's the Mitch Marner. That's what they're paying Mitch Marner for. Right. Yeah, here, I gotta send I'm gonna send Jesse a screen cap for the for the broadcast of uh of uh just the moment the lightning realized they've made an egregious error. Okay. <laughs> on and the second goal. What, and that's when I knew I'd fucked up. <laughs> yes. It's it's Ryan McDonough and Andre Vasilevsky. Who are not they're no slouches. They're very good. Reigning Vezza uh, and Ryan McDonough. Mm-hmm. And it's just the mo- <laughs> it's the I, I can't wait for you to show them. It's just the moment of, ah, shit. Mm-hmm. Like that thing we didn't want him to do, he did it. Right, right in front of our faces while we were looking at him. So how sustainable do you think the what we saw last night is? Because here my, my issue with the Leafs thus far this season, and I think it's anybody's issue, is the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. So... What we saw yeah. last night is what they can be. How far away are we from seeing what they can be on a nightly basis? <sighs> like, can they, like okay, so what their next game is 
Friday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow against tomorrow. Nashville. Yeah, because you sound really positive about the team, but I'm a little upset because they didn't show up for a week of hockey yes! last week. Yeah, but we fundamentally disagree on that, though. That they lost three games? No. Because I think that's fact. I agree that they Get lost into three that. games, Get into that. but I disagree that they were awful during those games. Okay, but they, they lost the games. Oh, I was mad about it. To the three worst teams in the West. Jesse, you're speaking my language. Also, okay. let me throw it out there. The Kings have won six straight. Okay. They're playing good hockey. All right. I know. I know. <laughs> I, know. I get it. Yeah. Um, so, and then, so they show up for one game on a Tuesday at home. It. I don't forget about the week that just happened where totally they couldn't win. Totally. But I'm looking, I'm looking for the encouraging things. Freddie was good. What's confusing me the most, because uh, the defense is playing a little bit better, I actually thought the defense was worse against Tampa than it was in any of the three California games. I thought they gave up way more dangerous scoring chances. Okay. I don't know. That's just from my eye. I don't know what the numbers are, and obviously they won one and lost three. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. But um, what's concerning to me is the depth scoring is gone. And there were a few encouraging signs well, last Pierre night. Well, Pierre Engvall's breakaway, ding, off the yep. post. He had yeah. a couple uh, really good chances in the yeah. first period. Dermot right hit, hit a post. Dermot hit a post. On the way out of work, I walked right by him. Who? I was like, who's that six foot five guy in a suit and toque? Angle? Yeah. Was he eating off the top of a tree or? No, he was talking to someone. I oh, left him. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like he could actually do that. I'm stupid. I need a, no, you wasn't. I need right. a coffee in my hand. Okay. Um, no. Uh, so that's been really concerning to me. It's the fact that the the bottom six can't score a friggin' goal. Well, we were talking about last episode, Dennis Mulligan, and. He's cancel culture. What? He's not they cancel culture. T- he just cancels anything bad or good. Oh, yeah. they, the, the fictional cancel cancel culture line that I made, whereas we talk about three guys who just, they don't do good, they don't do bad, they just are. And at times it's Pierre Engvall. At always it's Dennis Mulligan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nick Patan was the other. Who but has I, good numbers, does nothing good, does nothing bad. He's just, he, he's just there. cancels the other guys out. If you called up Nick Patan and put those three together, I would call that line cancel culture. He's like a bishop in chess. He's just sort I'm not of like, smart enough to know what that means. Is well, the one that goes in the L. That's the No, that's the uh that's no. the knight. That's uh, the horse. Which one's bishop? Bishop's the one that goes like diagonal and you're like, um The triangly guy? No, well he wears the hat. <laughs> Right, the hat. Are he, they he goes diagonal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, the triangle. Yeah, I find bishops to be useless, <laughs> right? But they they sort of you you get a one or two hits with them, but yeah. then they're, but they're toast. If you need to sacrifice somebody, you're gonna sacrifice the bishop, right? Yeah, because yeah. the the knights are way more useful. But <laughs> I, I don't know what you're laughing at, Steve. Yeah. I think that's the appropriate. I believe, term. yeah. <laughs> but it, I liked I liked what I saw last night from the third line. I always like what I see from the fourth line. <laughs> I really like Kyle Clifford, and I really like Jason Spezza. They do their job. I, Based See, on a what a fourth line right. in Toronto has meant for years, which was here's two knuckle draggers and some poor sap who can't win a face off, <laughs> which was the, you know Jared Smithson, Colt Noor, oh, and Fraser McLaren. Yeah. And then, listen, it's not because they're bad guys. They just like Colt Noor had, or sorry, Fraser McLaren had four career goals. Like, I would I would say this: at least Fraser McLaren and Colt Noor had purpose. They yeah they which had was to cave your identity. Face in. The 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 Steckles and Jared Smithson. Holy shit, that was dire straits, man. Yeah. That was... Jay McClellan, I don't know what he was supposed to do. Um, here's where I'm at with Jason Spezza. So the the points have dried up a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, not surprising, he's on the fourth line. You would expect. Right? And the, the the second power play unit's a joke. It plays 20 seconds of power play, and the 20 seconds start in their own zone. They have no shot. Right. Um, you might as well just send out two defensemen, because it, it's just the next shift. Um, and I've been... I haven't liked Malgan. Mm-hmm. I still don't mind the trade. Mm-hmm. What if you took Spezza and put him third line right wing in absence of Cappy? While Cappy is up on the left wing on the second line. Hmm. And then you get Engvall, Kerfoot, Spezza. That's a line with some jam, some speed, some playmaking ability. I like that. Decent shots. And you put Malgin in a role that's probably better for him, cancel culture, where it's <laughs> him, Clifford, and Goat, and you just send them as battering rams into the other, uh, into the, uh, send them forechecking into the other zone and just tell them to be assholes. That's, I think I that's that. what I would do. I would put Spezza up on the wing, and Malgin, if you want him to take face-offs, fine. It's Malgin, Malgin Clifford, Malgin. and Goat. Goat, yeah? Malgin, Clifford, Goat would be the fourth line. <laughs> You're going to generate nothing from that line. It's the fourth line. It's the cancel care. culture line. If, uh, Kyle Clifford is doing stuff out there. He's almost scored a few times. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm still not a huge fan of him in his own zone, but that guy is crushing people. Crushing people. And it's so, it's, you know... Because here's the thing, with Goat, I find, if you put Malgan and Goat together, I feel like you're you're almost... Like, Goat threw a hit. He threw a hit, fine. Well, because yeah. I think he's got some confidence with, with seeing how Clifford does it, right? I, I hate to do this. I hate, hate, hate doing this. But have you seen some more hits since Kyle Clifford came? Uh, yep. Because I seem I seemed to... Yeah. Even yep. Matthews. No, we have never been against hits. Ever. Yeah. And fighting is last I checked still there. It was a little so you annoying. might as well have someone who's good at it. It was a little annoying when uh, the Lightning were going at Freddie. They were literally standing above yes. him, and even the broadcast <sighs> said, "You got to push somebody off of your goalie." Yeah, yeah. you it, can't let them do that. Well, and the fact that was it. Come on, who got the penalty in the second period for crossing Freddie's crease and hitting him in the head? Was Coleman. it uh, Coleman? Blake I, Coleman, yeah. Did they score on it? No, I don't. No, think no. They did. Yeah, you elbowed him in the head. You have to do something about that. Yeah. That was the second time somebody had done something on Freddie, and that was purposeful. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it was, and that's Blake Coleman's game. He's a tough guy, whatever. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hating on Blake Coleman for that. And it's, this is it was, it was, Mike Stevens tweeted last night. It he's was almost like, exactly what Brian Gionta did to Reimer, right? right? Just with less ramifications, right. obviously. Now there are two Mike Stevens uh, in Leafs Twitter fan. I'm talking about at Mikey Stevens 81, who I love. And he tweeted this. There's, there's more than two. Uh, there is, yeah. <laughs> okay, Strange. there's two that I know. <laughs> he was talking about how it's sort of like, and I'm, I'm looking for the tweet. He said, I know this is common knowledge, but by now, Cody Cece adds zero value to this hockey team. Doesn't score, doesn't defend, doesn't take issue with an opponent popping a squad on his goalie. And it's it's sad because it was Cody Cece's first bloody game, but like, second. a second. Yeah. But... Yeah. Saying he had zero value is diminishing him as an NHL player. That's a little insulting. I don't like that. I think it's a little excessive. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who has yelled and screamed Cody Ceci's name many times. I didn't mind Cody Ceci last night. Yeah. But it's, yes, it's hyperbole. But he did, he made one play where I'm like, who stole your brain? And can they give it back? That's theft. There was one, it was um, a rebound came in front of the net and. Cody CC is standing right in the slot, and it ended up on his stick, and he literally went, Bleh! and he just <laughs> he just threw it to the side of the net, like right onto the stick of another Tampa player. 
Yeah, and Cody's the thing is, is Cody's, I know it's but he's you're, you're a blue team tonight, there, Cody. He's two hundred. When you go there, you'll wear white. He's six two and two hundred and ten pounds, which means he's taller on the ice. Hit someone. Move someone. I don't even need you to hit them. Just move them. But Prevent them. You you know what pisses me off? What pisses me off is when NHL players say they don't watch hockey. You know what I mean? Why? Why? Because if you watch other teams, yeah. you might pick on some. You might pick up on some other shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Go watch any Bruins game. Any like, dude, you just played. You just watched from the press box the California road trip. Mm-hmm. You see what you're allowed to get away with, defending your goalie and in front of the net. Pop a guy. I'm not. You don't even have to drop the gloves. You don't do, grab him by the collar, wrestle him to the ground, cradle their head if you're that afraid of hurting someone. But for God's sake, like. D- let them know you exist in the world. Let them know you have a birth certificate for crying out loud. Yeah. Do something if someone hurts your goalie. Well, especially when you've got a goalie who's got concussion and neck injury issues and you're going into the playoffs. What is it about the Leafs and goalies who just they take blow after blow after blow to the head? Yeah. The first time I can remember it really happening was James Reimer in 2012. And he just kept getting beamed. And they're both these big goalies who... They, they they sort of look similar mm-hmm. in the net. I don't know. Maybe it's the way they lean out or something. They like both that. do they, lean out. Yes, they both no get question. All the time, all the time. It's but it's starting to. You're right. It's starting to drive me nuts. Well, who was on the ice for that? I. You know what? I don't know. But they need almost. And I hate to bring this up because it's such a goofy example. But you almost need a guy with an attitude like you know it's our fucking water bottle. Like the David Clarkson thing. Yes. And and I think Kyle Clifford brings that a little bit. And and the thing is, Kyle Dubas has never been against toughness. And we've talked about this. The whole point in drafting the way they did was to say, you can trade for toughness, which they've done. Sure. You don't want to draft it. You want to get yourself as much high skill ceiling as you can, because if you do need to move some skill out, you'll be able to go get the toughness. But you're not trading toughness for skill the other way. You're not going to get a lot of value back for that. You know, you know who's who's going to catch a lot of people by surprise. Well, it's hard to hide now, especially heading into the playoffs. Look out for the Philadelphia Flyers, man. Oh yeah, because they have an identity now. You know what to expect from them every night. They're back to the Broad Street bullies a little bit. Travis you know? Konechny is five foot three. And leads their team in scoring and will, in every situation, give you a little stab with his stick and a smelly glove. And probably bite you for sustenance, because that's what he does. And the whole team, that I love that little uh, that picture. I, I think it was Flyers-Rangers. I can't remember who the Rangers player was. But as soon as he skates over, he tries to hit someone. The flyer on the ice gives it back. Konechny's on the bench. He's screaming at him. Uh, I want to say it was Nolan Patrick or just Scott Lawton uh, on the bench next to him. He's screaming at him. Kevin Hayes is watching, like, <laughs> laughing. Like, I love being on this team. Mm-hmm. The Flyers love being Flyers right now. You know, No, they when, won 10 in a row. You can't yeah. Also, they've won 10 you in a row. You can't complain. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I want, the, I want the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup full stop. As a fan, do you know what series would kick ass and balls? Boston versus Philly. Oh, That'd man. The conference final Woo! would kick ass and balls. That would be so much fun. It would be amazing. Yeah. It would be an amazing conference well, Pittsburgh, final. Well, Pittsburgh-Philly is going to be sick. 
Pittsburgh. Oh well, my Philly God. might pass Washington and win the division. True. They're, like, I uh, think I, they will. they're one point back. I'm hoping they don't only because I want to see them play Pittsburgh. The Metro's not done yet. No, no I still it think isn't. the Rangers squeak in. It isn't. And you know, the uh, the Metro is such a bananas division, too. Um, but I, I, I just, not because I don't want, like, listen, Philly's played great, but I want Philly and Pittsburgh to meet in the first round. I just do. I think it'd be so much fun. And it's also hugely important for uh, Philly to get home ice advantage because their home and away splits are ridiculous. They're like unbeatable in Philadelphia. They are 25, 6, and 4 at home, 16, 15, and 3 on the road. Whoa! And Carter Hart's record, I want to say his record at home, because they lost last night, right? I think his they record did. at home is like 23 and 1. Wow. Something stupid, but I think he has a losing record on the road. Well, it sounds like it. Yeah, it, I mean, it must. It wow. must be. Anyway, Dude. so sorry. No, it's That hard. was all. I, I admire Philadelphia because you at least know what to expect. And they're not full of. They have big players. Mm-hmm. But, like, for example, like, you don't look at Matt Niskanen as a tough guy, but, like, He'll do bad things to you if you get in his face. Well, and I think now with a couple playoff series, three playoff series, but more two against Boston, where the Leafs were, you know, poked and prodded and they got under their skin and licked and whatever else happened, <laughs> you see what Boston can get away with. And all we did was bitch about what Boston was getting away with. Time well, to start getting away with it. And the Leafs hammered them over and over again in game one. And then in game two, they just buckled. It was the weirdest thing. It was that game. Oh, God, that series well, last me nuts. Well, it haunts me. They all haunt me differently. <laughs> <laughs> all the losses to Boston. So, so that's the thing. And I think, you know, if I'm, if I'm, there's going to be some big moves this summer. Like we, we knew last summer when Chris Johnson came on and just dropped bomb after bomb after bomb after last <laughs> oh. season. It was the most unbelievable episode Carpet I've ever been a part of. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Uh, but he, he said at the time there's going to be ma- massive changes. And there was, you know, the Tyson Berry trade and everything else. There has to be. There will have to be massive changes. Forget where the salary cap is going. We'll get to that a little bit later because it was projected at 88 potentially on the high side. Yeah, flipping right, not going to happen. It's going, <laughs> but it's going down. It's going. I think it's going down too. But here's yep. the thing. Then we'll get into that, I the guess. The Leafs need to move a salary at least because Dermott's up. There's some other players that are up. Uh, they've got to – I think Clifford might be up. Um, yes, that's an interesting one too because there's, I want to say, a pick tied to it. Yep. And I wonder... You have Jack Campbell for a full year. Yep. It's not much of a raise, but it is one. It's on something. Yeah. And and I just wonder about where the Leafs are going to be uh, in terms of trying to re-sign some of the players they need to re-sign. And we, we're not going to get too deep into that this show because there's plenty of time to talk about the Leafs' off-season plans. However, yeah. when they move... <laughs> Might only be talking about Leafs' off-season yeah, no plans kidding. going forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not burn that bridge right now because <laughs> that might be it. Um, the the you know When you talk about moving a guy, say it's Andreas Jansen, say it's Kasperi Kapanen, Alex Kerfoot, all the names that were put out there. The guys, the 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 defensemen I think they're going to be looking for, and I can't put a name on this guy, but the defenseman I'm looking for, I think, there's going to be two. Obviously, you need a top four right shot. That is number one on that list. But number two is you need a bottom bottom pairing guy who... who Gives a shit. Who will move a body. Yeah. And you he's want not, the Zach Hyman of defensemen. Kyle, tough, yeah, Kyle Clifford you know? of defensemen. Brendan Dillon. Like yeah, guys like Brendan Dillon, who's a big meanie, uh Matt Niskanen, who you will never get, but like that type. Mm-hmm. Give me a big give me a big meanie that can play hockey. Yeah. Yes. I, w- I want them to play hard. Yeah. For you ten know? minutes, I need you for ten minutes a night. Yeah. Now, okay, let me ask you this. Do the big tough meanies who can't play hockey exist anymore? Yes. 
Like still, like in I the NHL, so. there's not a ton. Right, but I think you want to get big tough meanie who um, who it's isn't on the talk. isn't on such a hard downside on his career that he can't play anymore either. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So that's the other problem is that those those meanies their their career trajectory tends to be a little bit shorter because they are hard miles on the body. Sure. So you know if you get a a really a great solid right-handed shot defenseman to play with Morgan Riley, that's great. You've got your second pair solidified with. Um, um, Hall and um, Muzzin. Mm-hmm. And you expect, if Travis Dermott plays like a little bit more like he played last night, he's still your third-pairing guy. Why isn't Justin Hall that guy? Well, maybe he'll develop... He's like 28. Yeah, like... He that, can develop an edge. Like The thing is, it's developing an, an edge is a mindset. It's an, Yes, he has skill, can skate, is huge. Great breakout passes. Does stuff nothing. Like, 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 and does nothing physically, I mean. Like that, that to me is exactly, he, I think the Leafs growth has to come from within, at least in the near future. Agreed. And like Tavares is a guy right now who I think is battling it, Uh, like just in terms of his body language and he ends up picking up, I think, two assists last night. Marner too, was battling it, two assists. Marner's been battling it, found a way through. Justin Hall is in such a heavyweight battle with himself right now and he's got to come out. I wouldn't, like... What do you do to get out of a rut? You got to do something different. What would be something different for him? Throw a hit. Lo- throw a hit. A lot of Pop people aren't going to like hearing this. Get in a fight. I-, I know you're important to the team, but you know guys are coming back in the lineup. You know, a couple guys can take a couple extra shifts over the next five minutes. Punch someone in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Steven. <laughs> it's in the. It's listen. Everyone else is allowed to do it. <sighs> Everyone else, and if they're not allowed to do it, they do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is, this is what I've learned. It's state-sanctioned violence, is what it is. Yes, this is what I've learned from watching the playoffs over the last few years. Like I realize, no amount of complaining about the rule book will get that problem uh, solved. So accept reality. Accept reality and hit someone. Mm -hmm. Stick up for yourself. Yep. Yep. And and he's he's patient zero there, and Cody CC too. I guess you're right. Right. Well, and in the least. If the Leafs do end up playing, listen. If the Leafs make the playoffs, they're playing Tampa essentially. You know, yeah. Tampa could. I mean, Tampa's eight eight points behind Boston, right? They were a couple games ago. It was just it three was points, out. and now Stamkos and Hedman. That's tough. Right now, they'll probably be back for the playoffs. And Hedman at Sportsnet did a little interview, and he he wants to go through Toronto and Boston, and he said it in that order. These guys, they know. They're they, not stupid. They, they know, don't. but part of me wonders, uh-oh, are they doing the same thing they did last year? What do you mean? He's already talking about the second round. He's already looking ahead. Like, really? Are you serious? It's March 11th, Victor. Really? They didn't do that last year. Do you think they did? Did they? They, they I, I, I think we did. I don't remember hearing an interview where they did. Well, I mean, look at what happened. They must have. Right. And also, Victor Hedman's probably upset because if he's healthy, that series probably goes a little differently. I don't know if they Agreed. win, but Agreed. Um, I mean, look at the last two games. Would it be so bad if the Leafs got Tampa in the first round? Well, they're going to. Whether it's good or bad, they will. Yeah. And, and unless they don't make the playoffs and Florida does, and then Florida gets Tampa. Which is still possible. But the, yeah. the, that was the other thing I said in today's video. I'm like, if Florida wins their next game, or wins their game in hand, Leafs are still up one. Leafs control their own destiny. 
Believe in yourselves, you bunch of vassals. <laughs> drive me nuts for crying out loud. And then play great games like they did last night. So, you know, yes. I, well, it's interesting. That's interesting with the, t- with the Headman interview. Because I think there's a, there's a boogeyman appeal with Boston right now with the Leafs. And I think that's pretty clear. I wonder why. There is, yeah, exactly. There is such heartbreak associated with that logo mm-hmm. and those guys. And I wonder if, not because Tampa's a slouch, they're not. But if you play Tampa, I wonder if just the mindset's just straight up different. You're not in Boston Garden. You're not making that short flight. It's just a different atmosphere. And Tampa plays a far more grinding game than they did in the past three, four years. Like, look at who they... Barkley Goudreau and and, and Blake Coleman and Zach Bogosian and Shattenkirk's not really a grinding defenseman, but he's a different player for them. Uh, I still remember him from the Washington series. Gimme gimme Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah, because you can get under his skin. Yes, gimme Kevin Shattenkirk. Um, I just think it'll be interesting to see Toronto because maybe... They still look at Tampa differently. You know, brains are weird, right? It's hard for a brain to get out of uh, a thing. So if they mine's perfectly normal. If they feel like, yeah, sure, you you especially. Uh, I, I I think if they're able to go into Tampa and go, maybe we can outgrind these guys for this. Well, and can you imagine? And they beat them do, in the regular season, right? Imagine what it would do for the Leafs mentally to beat the Lightning. For so many of those guys, it's their first ever playoff series win, and then they go at Boston. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking ahead. But. I have a hard time looking at an eight seed versus Tampa will be, I think, like the three in the conference and yep. being like, yep, you know what? Confident in that eight seed knocking <laughs> off the three. <laughs> I'm happened with last you. Year. Like, happened last year. It did, year. but that was eight versus one, and what are the odds? You know? It's rare. Well, there's a reason we still talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> and I want to <laughs> reason you're bringing it, was it up. unexpected. Let me it's throw just... this at you, too. Goal differential for Boston, plus 53. Goal differential <laughs> for Tampa, plus 50. Goal differential for Toronto, plus 11. <laughs> different class. Wow. Bit of a different class. Yeah. Yeah. So, Can I throw this out there as sure. a big dumb lug? Um, when it comes to the standings... I don't pay attention to the standings. Well, I <laughs> said every I NHL player ever. I don't give a single solitary shit about your uh, record on the season. It, final 25 games, that's all I care about. What, how, in, in, what, how, in, what, in what way do you mean that? Well, how do they line up? How would they line up if the playoffs were just decided on your last 25 games? Right. So, like, for example, like we look at some of the upsets from over the years. Columbus versus Tampa. That one's maybe not the greatest example on account of Columbus actually really struggled to get into the playoffs. But they juiced up at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it wasn't weird that they were able to find another level. The number one example to me... This team barely squeaked into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They were 11th place in the West back when it was still a one-day eight system, I think. They were 11th place in the West when they made a significant trade, and they were second place in the NHL from the time that trade was made. L.A.? L.A. They got Jeff Carter, and they were the second-best team in the entire league, and they played the President's Trophy-winning Vancouver Canucks, and they beat them in five. Because they could finally score goals. Mm-hmm. Yes. If the Leafs, you know, who have been... <laughs> Way up, way down. Uh, <laughs> if they have a great final dozen games, I'm not going to give a shit what Tampa's but, record on the season is. But I think that's why Columbus was able to have that edge in that series, right? Because they fought and fought and fought and fought. And got in. Well, and here's where they're at right now. Columbus is in the exact same position. They're not out. No, it's they're wild. in the second wild card. And here's who they're facing if the playoffs start today. Boston. Oh. Now, that's a tough series. But you have to wonder, with most of the players... 
left over from last year's team, and it's a real loss that Josh Anderson won't be playing because he's yeah. such a SOB to play against. Yeah. But Columbus-Boston, although everybody gives the edge to Boston in that series, I think if that actually ends up happening, it's a very interesting series because they do play a similar game. It's a Boston... great John Tortorella series. Oh, yeah. Like, the right. only way we beat you is if our goalie plays bonkers bananas mm-hmm. and if we beat the shit out of you. On it, period. And that's One, tw- two, three... Potentially overtime and maybe even in the parking lot. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and it might be Torts going to Bruce Cassidy. You never know. Why not? I have money on Torts. But also, him and his vest. The, uh, the Islanders just need to pick up one point yeah. in their two games in hand to pass Columbus. So Look at the Rangers. I know. The Rangers are right there. Look at the Rangers. DJ Zbad. He's taking over the East, baby. <laughs> DJ Zbad. Man, he's what has he had? 18 goals? Or no, no. 23 goals in 22 games since the All-Star break? I wow. Think something like Just that. Just insane. In, but, insane. And I want to say nine over the last four. Now, uh, before we take a look at the Western Conference, because I do want to do that, I want to sh- I want to say, hey, listen, we've got a new uh, partner on the show that we're very excited about. Oh. Elite Prospects. Oh, yay! Yeah. yeah, so Elite Sweet. Prospects is, uh, we've partnered with Elite, Pro- Elite Prospects, just to give you, um, you know, obviously we've got the draft coming up and you're going to see a lot of stories about that, but what Elite Prospects gives you, uh, I think you already know, if you're listening to this show, you've probably been on Elite Prospects a million times. Have, have you seen this? Have you read about this? Yeah, have you read about it? Brand new site. No. Uh, but in all honesty, they have a premium service. And there's some really cool features with this that allow you to get that sort of edge in, in just... Sometimes you know what sports sometimes is really just about knowing more than your friend, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gives you that little bit of edge. So, uh, what EP Premium uh, gives you is an advanced, like advanced player search filters. You can do custom lineups. You can bookmark things, and you get access to rosters from around the world. One of the things that they're really great about is um, uh, European league stuff. Like, obviously, they're great with the NHL. You already know that. But they have rosters and player information. They, they, they can tell you what agency they're a part of. Um, That's pretty key. Yeah. That's extremely key. It's Underrated. a big, big deal because Underrated. who your agent is, and you learn a lot about the game by based on the player agents. I as want we, that player. Looks at the agent. I no longer want that player. Right. Exactly. Um, there's uh, full access to articles that they have there, scouting reports. Um, at EP Ringside, which you should check out, um, NHL team depth charts and uh, in, in the system list. So if you're interested and curious about, um, and every every site's going to have something different, but EP Premium has such an in-depth look at each prospect. If you're interested in the system, if you're interested in who your team should go after and who they should draft, they've got brilliant analysis on that sort of thing. They've got all player game logs from the NHL and the AHL. That's Tran- my jam. Love yeah. game logs. Isn't it great? Yep. Transaction yep. notifications, no ads, no pop-ups, and you can manage and verify your own EP profile. Um, and there's also stats cards and player profiles that you can export to a PDF or Excel. Basically, if you're a nerd for hockey, which if you're listening to the show, hi, you are, you need EP Premium. Yep, but I don't want to pay for it, says person who has Netflix and Crave and Disney Plus <laughs> and everything else. Like, dude, and PlayStation Plus. If you're, right. spending, yeah. if you're listening to the show, you probably spend a lot of time doing this. It's probably worth it for you. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Um, so check out EliteProspects.com. Check out their premium service. Um, it's just a great, uh, a great. It's crazy the information that is available. Like you, you think about. 2012, 2013, when the advanced stats debate really started, and that's kind of when this show started too. The the things that we have access to now versus what we would have had 10, 20 years ago is unbelievable. 
And I think it's well worth the money. I do subscribe to services like this, uh, including Elite Prospects Premium, because I think, because I'm dumb, it's really important to at least ask the smart people. Right. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. yeah. And they're the ones doing all your homework. All you have to do is read it. Exactly. You, they did all the work on the project. Mm-hmm. You do the presentation. Bingo. Bingo. Speaking from experience. <laughs> Actually, I didn't either. I, was, I did not excel at any. <laughs> Jump cuts is when I got comfortable in my really? own skin. <laughs> Are you serious? You were never good at the oral presentation thing? No, not really. I started to get better at it as I took drama. But that was, That'll uh, do it. I did not like it. I didn't like. I always. I was the kid. I was sweaty palms panic kid. Whenever uh, it was my turn to read, mm-hmm. and I would try to read ahead in the book and like, okay, how many kids are in front of me? And okay, I know I'm going to get this paragraph. And if I was wrong and I was on a different paragraph, shit, and I would lose. See, my I would place actively and... put my hand up and want to read. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. Adam. And there was. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny because like in all the in all. And the... then you grow up to be a radio broadcaster. Weird. Yeah. It's weird. In all Strange. That... There's in... no jump cuts live. Class. <laughs> I was fucked. Sorry, yes, Adam? <laughs> I remember looking at my report card when I was in, like, grade 7, grade 8, and they have, like, the English mark that we had was was split up into three. So it was, like, your, your writing, your oral, and your reading. Sure. You know, your marks or whatever? Yeah. So, like, my reading and writing would be average oral, A. It was, like, a guaranteed A. So I liked... Or- Adam's got that A oral. <laughs> oh, no. What? Did we end the Elite Prospects portion? Yes, we did. Okay, I think good. so. But you know, I mean, I just told you, buy Elite Prospects Premium. <laughs> a for oral, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damn straight, Adam. Anyway, I was very proud of the fact that I could do a presentation. I'm surprised. Jesse, how did you do in presentations? Were you, were That's you okay. Were you a shy kid or were you like... Uh, certain situations. Okay. A shy. I had a weird childhood. I don't know. Yeah. Is that is it tough <laughs> as the like were you always the tall kid? I was, I was that... especially at, towards the end of high school when I, I find a lot grew of tall out. kids are like shy. Yeah, yeah, I was I was definitely shy in the middle portions of high school for okay. sure. But I was such a outgoing uh, kid in elementary. Really? So it's kind of topsy turvy. So it's interesting. Yeah. So Tim Grover, that remember that book I told you guys about? I uh, he's the guy that uh, that trained Kobe and du- Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade, oh, and, yes. you know all those guys, and Michael Jordan. So he says in that book that the extra tall NBA players tend to be super shy and super... Mm-hmm. Um, Taco Fall seems shy. Yes, That's shy funny. and um, uh, self-conscious mm-hmm. because of the way people look at them. Is that how you feel? Yeah, because you have your, your special, you know? You have this thing that nobody else has and you're not like anything you're looking around at. So yeah, there's definitely a otherness That's when, you're, really interesting. when you're really tall. I always thought they'd be like, yo, I'm going to fucking dominate everything. No, it's because <laughs> it's, I think as humans, you want we tend to go towards groups and like-minded people and then you're not, you're not anything you're looking around, you know? So you definitely stay out and you feel a little awkward. Interesting. Especially as and then you're a teenager. Too. Yeah, you're awkward anyway. You know? <laughs> you're you just remember, adding on to your awkwardness. Do you remember it was a Marley's playoff game and we saw we saw a guy who was like at least seven feet tall and like four hundred pounds, something like that. He looked like the big show. Okay, no, not really, but and people continue. were just taking pictures with him. <laughs> he wasn't like he was, he was just, just a guy. Very large. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was a it. large human. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want to be you don't He want is the biggest person you. I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Granted, but that, I wouldn't take a picture with him. Right. That's a little, hey, I can see how different you are. Yeah. Uh, let me point that out and take a picture of you. Yeah, that's, that's a wild I feel thing bad for someone the, to do. I feel, yeah. feel bad for the guy. Me too. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Man, that's wild. Um, listen, we got to talk about the Pacific Division. My favorite division 
in all of sports history. We don't have to, said the person from Toronto. Next. No, <laughs> no. Listen, so Thatcher Demko stole a game for the Canucks last night. It was amazing. And they needed him to. They needed him mm-hmm. to. And it's great to see him rise to that level. Listen, I want the Canucks to make the playoffs. Like, I really, I really do. I work for Sportsnet, and I can say the same. <laughs> no, also, I... go Jets. <laughs> yeah, well, the Jets are... So here's here's how the wild card looks right now. Nashville, 69 games played. Boo! 78 points. And Nashville are my enemies at the moment. Vancouver, 69 games played. Uh, nice. 78 points. Winnipeg, 70 games played. 78 points. Woo! Minnesota, Boo! 69 games, 77 points. And the Coyotes falling out of it with only 74. Boo! Crazy, crazy. But the Pacific Division's interesting because, well, first off, I had this, somebody just sent this, sent me this tweet. It's from a guy with 100 followers at Burnt Rental, Reynolds. <laughs> and he said, put together Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, and Sutter on a line and call it the West Coast Expense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gee, that's an expensive line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what Ooh. I said. Jim, Jim Benning needs to put the phone down on July 1st, and this year he won't have a choice. But... The Canucks. <laughs> Want to bet? Said Jim Benning. Yeah, really. The Canucks are, they're the team. How can you not cheer for them? Well, and they got Besser back. Yeah. That was the big thing where I'm like, well, if they even make the playoffs, what's the point? Mm-hmm. If they get Besser back, Toffoli, I think, has been good. Uh, certain guys are playing the best hockey of their lives, and Yaka Markstrom's in there. The Canucks can catch you off guard. Yes. And get at least a round deep, well, and so then it's anyone's let's game. Let's say the playoffs start today. Okay. Sure. It's game 69, game 70 for everybody, whatever. Nice. If they play the St. Louis Blues, who they would be playing. That sucks. Tough. That's a tough one. If they get into the second wild card spot, they play the Colorado Avalanche. Now, you say Ooh, crazy, maybe. but it depends on where Colorado's at with the injury situation, does it not? I mean, I know Colorado Usually. continues to win, but if 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 McKinnon's out, Rantanen's out, uh, their, uh, Grubauer's out, even though Franzuz has been great. McCarr's out, not saying that they won't be back for the playoffs, but even then, are they really even at full strength? Because we're a couple weeks away now. 100% healthy, I think Colorado's my team to win the West. They just aren't. They just aren't that, right? So, right. what's it going to be? What's it, the way they are now, Vancouver can absolutely beat them in a seven-game series. So that's so St. Louis, Colorado are duking it out for the Central Division. If they played a team from the Pacific, it'd be Vegas. A Vegas-Vancouver series would be interesting to me because they know each other really well. Mark Stone is a huge wild card because he's out right now. Right. I, I almost, like, with the, as much as Vegas loaded up on goaltending, the way Markstrom's played this year, assuming, because Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard together, pretty, pretty dangerous tandem. Yeah. And it worked out well in Pittsburgh when they had a dangerous tandem, including Marc-Andre Fleury. Not bad. But Vancouver healthy. With Markstrom healthy, I might give the edge to Vancouver. It's no. complete. These, you don't think so? These playoffs are completely like, jump balls. Like, who knows? Like, well, I mean, every playoffs technically is, but, like, I don't know who to pick. Because the, the the amount of injuries and the significance of them are insane. My two preseason uh, cup final picks are shot. I picked Colorado mm-hmm. and Carolina. Carolina doesn't have Hamilton or Pesci. Oh, that's not even fair. How many still teams in. in the NHL can survive losing either one of those guys on the right side, let alone both of them? And they loaded up, and they got Vatnin, and I think he's out too. And they got Trocheck. They, they they loaded up. They should be a cup favorite. They might still be. It just wins one of those guys back. 
Like Hamilton, I think is out long. I think he's done. Done. Oh, you think he's like, done for the like, year? I think he's done for the oh, year. Oh, that sucks. Uh, I, it's brutal. It's brutal. But because what I are you gonna do? Here's the thing. Like even Pittsburgh doesn't even have Gensel. We haven't talked about that in months because Pittsburgh's been so good. But now that they're falling off, they could use Gensel. And well, listen, it's it's what happens when you lose Patrick Marlowe. It's true. Look at what's happened to Carolina since they lost Patrick Marlowe. And look at what Haven't happened to the, the Sharks. Sense. In fact, it, it, I tweeted jokingly about that because um, John Scott was on Good Show yesterday and he said, well, you know, what's the problem? They were asking me, you know, what do you think happened with the Leafs? He said, well, losing Patrick Marlowe's is tough. <laughs> and it's like, well, <laughs> sure he thing, ha- hasn't helped Pittsburgh since he showed up in Pittsburgh. Looks handsome. He does look handsome. I love Patrick Marlowe. Right? It's not his fault. Hey. All three teams to have lost Patrick Marlowe over the last twelve months are not on pace or for they're they're on pace for less points than the year before. Well San Jose, Carolina, Toronto. All of them. It's true. Math. Maths. Quick maths. And it's indisputable fact, actually. Um, once again I am right in my analysis. And guys, we're getting closer and closer to a Calgary Edmonton first round. Mm-hmm. God, I want the, it. Like, if the universe, please do not rob me of this. I want to go to there. I want to go to there big time. Now, I don't know how either team comes out of that series and wins a cup. Cause the, I think they'll be damaged. Yeah, you'll all have one, at least one fewer limb. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, yeah. I just don't know how you do it. It's, uh, it's conceivable in these playoffs. We get a Philly-Pittsburgh, we get a Calgary-Edmonton, and potentially a Philly-Boston. Dude. Do we look at that series and say Edmonton is the favorite because they have the two best players in the whole series? Or do we say Calgary plays more, plays better playoff hockey than Edmonton? I, oh, they do not. I say. You don't think not, so? I like Edmonton a lot more in the playoffs. I, than, I, oh, yeah. You know, what I give the, oh, yeah. you know why I give Edmonton the edge? They're goalies. And I never thought I'd say this. Which is wild. Mike, Smith and Koskinen? Mike Smith is having He's this having a great revival year. year mm-hmm. And Miko Koskinen's played really, really solid yeah. hockey. For the most part. And well, I, for the most he part. started the last, I think it's four games because he's on fire. Koskinen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't even keep up. And yeah. and, and, <laughs> and Riddich, Big Save Dave, has his moments. <laughs> up and down. He is, his stock, his stocks are down right now. And yeah. Cam Talbot? Like, really? No. You know what I mean? Yep. I give the edge to not the because, starter. Listen, last time Edmonton made it, <laughs> I under yeah exactly. I I understand the the dry saddle McDavid. I get it. Yeah. But to me, if they don't have goaltending, they they're not in. Like what last last year they didn't have goaltending. They have goaltending this year, and I give them the edge a hundred times out of a hundred because of the fact that they've got strong goalies and they got a goalie like Mike Smith who's been deep in the playoffs and third round. Third round. Coyotes, 2012. It was an exciting time. Now, I that was eight years ago. It's a long time. But as a guy who cheers for a team with not a lot of experience going late in the playoffs, it does matter. How about this? Mike Smith was excellent in the playoffs last year. True. Just yeah. last year. He, he was, was Calgary's best player. Is Mike uh, Mark Giordano still out? Good question. I'm going to go to the bathroom. That's great, man. You guys answer that question. That's great. Oh, I here. don't believe so. Let's have this conversation then, Jesse. What, what conversation? Why do you think Calgary would be better in the playoffs than Edmonton? I think I don't. I don't know if they would be better. I was just not asking against the question. each other. Just like, like, are you talking like suitable? I think when the when gameplay slows down, I think guys like Giordano, yep. uh, Lindholm, yep. Kachuk, yep, even Lucic. Are yeah. more effective. No, I, I won't push and back that's, on that. And that's playoff hockey. And I and I could see Calgary winning a round or two. Interesting. Just based on the way they play. 
Interesting. I, I, yeah. It's, it's how, not off, how often does the best offensive team win in hockey? It's, I, I can't it's point rare. to it. It's rare. <laughs> right? It's I, usually the team with great defense, goaltending that's able to stay on their head for four weeks, and then an offense that holds up. Here's, here's the only way, and I'm going to have to pull this up, so I'm going to talk really long okay. in order to delay it. There is a way that Calgary can beat Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they got to get goaltending. They got to stop McDavid. They got to stop McDavid. Yeah. That is an especially tough one. And Drysaddle. And Drysaddle. It's and a little bit, little bit weird. Like, what did they do at the deadline? Who? Call uh, Calgary. Calgary. Um, I could take a look if you really want. Because if you like, I'm pretty sure it's looked like they were going to play Edmonton for a long time. Yes. How don't you just go? We need a McDavid stopper, or like we need someone extra on D. If I'm in the Pacific Division and Edmonton's making the playoffs, I'm getting a defenseman just For, to have them. At the deadline, they acquired Derek Forbort. Uh, Derek Forbort. Forbort. Yes. I like, like Forbort better. Um, Eric Gustafson. Great pickup. Uh, they traded away Brandon Davidson. So and that's about it. Big old pile of nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's that, your answer. That miracle kid run. That Calgary made in what year was it? 2014-15. They played 11 games. Johnny Gaudreau, a rookie, had four goals, five assists, nine points. He was spectacular. Mm. The following two playoff runs. This is half a decade ago. This is half. It's a very long time <laughs> ago, right? So 16-17, yeah. Calgary made it, and last year Calgary made it. Nine games total. They got swept. And almost got swept last year. Right. So nine games total. Gaudreau, zero goals, three assists, three points. He, in the deciding game last year against Colorado, he had three breakaways, I think in the same period. And I'm not even sure he got a shot. I think he might have missed all three. He definitely didn't score on any of them. Mm -hmm. So if Calgary is going to have any shot, like, I know the best offensive team doesn't always win because the, the style changes. Johnny Gaudreau's got to f- yeah. fucking show <laughs> I up. I think if Johnny Gaudreau doesn't show up to play hockey, like he hasn't in the last two playoffs, as you just pointed out, I don't think they stand a chance at all. No. And Sean Monaghan. Stars got to be stars, right? Yeah. Sean Monaghan has been good, but last year even, you know, one goal, one assist. No. But, but part no, of like, I, nobody I, I don't know up. if you could point at any Flames. Part of good. what, right. no, I know, but part, Smith. part of what, what, Monahan's points are going to be based on Johnny Gaudreau finishing. Like, Johnny right. Gaudreau's got to be scoring goals. Right. right? SDA's points are going to dry up on the Peets if Nick Robertson is not scoring 55 goals yes. in God knows how many games. 100%. So, uh, sorry, I, I'm just jumping back in because I kind of knew where you guys were going anyway. Yeah, we, have, we haven't even really talked about the Oilers yet. I just feel like well, the, we are. Oiler, the Oilers, on top of having those two, the two-headed monster there, will just brutalize you. Yeah, they're tough. Darnell Nurse is... Whew. And you know what? I like the Tyler Ennis pickup, man. That was a really smart move. Andreas, uh, Andreas Athanasiu. When he comes he, back. He's pretty one-dimensional. Yeah. But uh, he's really fast and really... He's... he's um, uh, What's the word? Belligerent, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does not care about your personal well-being. Uh, being. Uh, we'll drive through you. Yeah, I have a feeling he's going to get demoted to more of a depth role because um, it turns out being fast is not enough 
to yeah. play with Connor McDavid. You got to have other things. But if you throw him down on the third line and just go, hey, sick him, like you said, sick him. Uh, I, I've always felt like the Oilers were built poorly for the regular season. But if they ever make it, it's not going to be fun. No. Four to seven games with that. Oh, and boy, also, that's not fun at all. Do not sleep on, I know he's been injured, Mike Green. Mike Green is older now, yep. but that guy's that guy thinks the game. He's a smart player, that's a, and he's been there. That's a miserable power play to have to go up against. Oh, yeah. It's game seven of the second round. Mm-hmm. Your body is just beat to shit. You're picturing having to, if even if in the best case scenario you win this, you got to do this for another month. And you got to play against McDavid and Drysaddle just oh, to keep going. Just gag me with a spoon. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yes. I wonder when we had um, Ken Reed wrote the book about him. Why can I not think about it? Oh, uh, uh, Dennis Maruk. When we had Dennis Maruk on, and he talked about the Philadelphia flu in the '70s when guys would just be like, "Oh, I'm sick," because <laughs> yeah. they didn't want to play the Flyers. <laughs> you got to think. There's a little bit of that anxiety that kind of gets in under your skin when you're going into a game against the Oilers now. Depends. I, I I don't know. I think certain guys are excited to play against them. Sure, but you got to think there's some other guys who are like, like if you're a defenseman, yeah, and your job tonight is Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Just pulled. I mean, shit. I know they've split them up. They're on different lines now. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Be so weird. That, that makes them more dangerous to me. <laughs> yeah, You'd be playing a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which. I, I, like, oh, McDavid with Drysaddle, it's an amazing line. Look at them putting up all these points. I'm like, of course they are. Well, of yeah. Of course they are. The problem is lines two through four are shit. Mm-hmm. But now that they split them up and they have a little bit more depth and they're playing differently and they're getting some goaltending, oh, my God. I've done a complete 180 on the Edmonton Oilers. The Orange teams are coming up. Yeah. and Nuge Oilers, is, Flyers. Nuge is a better winger than he's ever been a center. I think that's he's just proven that. Yeah, he's he should be on Drysaddle's wing and he should stay there. Well, and what makes that a lot easier to do is splitting those two up. Yeah, yeah. Now it's him and Drysaddle, and that's how it's going to be. And then this <laughs> is why I ragged on the Oilers for so long. People think I just hate them, dude. What solved this all was Tyler Ennis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where like, was this two years ago? Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's it's a different mindset. They haven't always had Tyler Ennis, right? They were good before they got him, but. It just makes them so much more formidable to me. Let's talk about the uh, elephant in the room. Let's do it. Now, this is something that... Elephant um, in the room? Is, what is that, another fat joke there, Adam? <laughs> Get it from both sides now? Go ahead. You know, listen, it's not a fun subject, but uh, the job is to talk about what's actually happening. And I don't know if you realize how close you are to losing the season right now. It, yeah, we're talking about the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> the Stanley Cup being awarded this year, it in my opinion, is up in the air. If we were putting odds on it, the odds would not be good. And Steve, that's media hysteria, and that's ridiculous. And you got to wake up. Uh, yeah, you it, you got to wake up. And it's not because. And again, people people always go to the um, the extreme on this one. Will I die? Well, if you're under the age of forty. Um, 50, 60, what do they say? People 60 and over with diminished immune systems are the ones that tend to. It's not really about that. Yeah. Well, th- there was a guy on Twitter today, like, I have cancer. What am I supposed to do? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Like, exactly. <laughs> That's I, the extreme, but yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not about, I hate to yeah. pull your head out of your ass. Yeah. It isn't about you. Well, you don't know any old people? Any? 
You don't have parents. You never work with any. You don't have parents, grandparents. Even if you don't have any in your family, you don't, you don't know ride any. the subway. You psychopath. Even if somehow, if for some reason, you don't know any old people, you know an old people. Yes. Or Are you they... might touch something that an old person. I have a touch. question. Just question. They're people, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. So their health and your compassion would still exist, right? Yes. Mm. So this is the thing. How about I'm about to turn thirty-two. I'm perfectly healthy. I don't want to get sick. Fair. That's fair. Don't fuck up my next two weeks, please. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and by the way, for a lot of people, the symptoms aren't pleasant. No. Even like the ran, even just the flu sucks. Now, I, the thing is, is that you you have to look at it like this. Okay, there's no other way that you can look at this if you're the NHL. What is Gary Bettman's job? What is his? What's his vocation? Not his title. His vocation. What's he trained to be? A lawyer. What are lawyers? Uh, litigious and conservative, and right? Conservative. They have to be. Yeah. They have to look out for the worst possible mm -hmm. situation. That's a lawyer's job. Yeah, you're not talking about politically conservative. You're no, no, about... no. Like in in terms of like worst case like, scenario planning. Should we? Yeah. Should we speed or should we not speed? Well, we shouldn't because we might get caught. That's what a lawyer would tell you. You know sure. what I'm saying? So in this particular situation, even though they're not saying it publicly, all major leagues, not just the NHL, have to look at it like this. So you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. And God forbid somebody on the team contracts this virus. Okay? Which is totally, totally not out of the realm of possibility. Totally sure. possible. The team was decimated by the flu or something just a few weeks ago. So here's what happens. Not only does that player and their family then go into quarantine for two weeks. So does the coach. So do the mm -hmm. trainers. And so does every other player on the team. And the team they played and maybe the team they played a couple of weeks ago. Right. It's just it's, it, the league's done. Even if you don't do that, even if you like, oh well, we'll we'll ignore it and hopefully you know it'll go away. You've pulled one of thirty-one teams out of the league. You can't continue the league. Right. You cannot actually continue yeah. without all the teams being able to play. And if all the teams are not able to play, then you can't have a playoffs and you can't have a Stanley Cup, guys. It takes one player, and the league is shut down. That's all it's going to take. Yeah. And especially with the NHL, where you're literally, your job is to live in your own sweat for three straight hours. And travel on planes. And travel on planes. To different cities. This <laughs> is, it, it may not directly affect you. You may never get this. But to talk about, like, I, I look at what Columbus did yesterday. The governor of Ohio came out and said, I wouldn't recommend gatherings over a thousand people. And even that, I'm like, that's liberal. Um... The Columbus Blue Jackets said, no, we're still going to do this. The uh, Ohio State governor is signing executive order banning uh, gatherings of a thousand or more. So, so, so when, they're gonna, when is that news? The, like, literally, this, this just happened every yeah. 10 minutes. So right. he signed the executive order so they can get they can uh, stop people from going to the NCAA tournaments, the March Holy Madness tournaments that are supposed to be held in Ohio. So, so hold fast on. this has changed. Oh, was, no, no, go, go. Well, and, I, was, yeah. I was about to say two hockey leagues have been canceled. Mm -hmm. Wrong. Yeah, the Australian and German. Wrong. Or Austrian and German, excuse so, me. This is from uh, Zizman. I'm, uh, this boy. Sounds Swiss. Zmemberg. Anyway, Slovan Bratislava, mm. formerly of the KHL, announces that the Slovak clubs of the top uh, tip sport Liga have decided to cancel the remainder of the 2019-2020 season. This means that five countries so far have canceled their hockey season. Austria, Germany, Poland, Norway, and Slovakia. And you might say to yourself, well, I don't give a shit about any of those leagues. Uh, your team is probably going to look at drafting players out of at least two of them. Mm -hmm. um, and also, that's insane. 
Beyond that, beyond and there's probably listeners from those countries. Beyond that, there are, there are people with it that would make the argument, and 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 there's a lot of North Americans who play for them, right? Sorry. And there are people that make the argument that, well, wait a second. I mean, it's a heck of a lot more intense in in Europe, specifically countries like Italy, which are right across the Alps from um, Austria and Germany and whatever. Yes, but that's because that's right now. If you look at what's happening in New York right now. Governor Cuomo's already declared a state of emergency. Have none of you watched the movie? And and like, beyond that, no, it's not everybody. There's there's like three people in our mansions who are like, you guys are this is no, phony and bullshit and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you this: one player, any of these leagues, they're done. Yeah, one player, and. You know, the NBA today, it was it, it was leaked that there, you know, Adam Silver and the other owners are looking at, well, can we move games to cities that are not affected? Tomorrow, the Warriors are playing without fans. That came down around 2 p.m. Because San Jose is also yeah. now doing that, too. That's, so that's, that's, that's going to be the first one. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm kind of excited to see it. Yeah. Gonna, it's going to be the wildest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And they've shut down all Italian Premier League soccer, all of it. Uh, guys, way, so Italy's Italy's been rammed by it. Yeah, it's Italy's been, done as a country. Like, they've yeah, they, shut they've down locked the it down. Now, the reason yeah. that they had now the reason Italy is, is because of it's Italy's always been for thousands of years a main shipping hub. Mm-hmm. So you're always going to have a uh, a cross section of people. Like actually, when the when the Black Plague came to Europe in the 12 or 1300s, it came on a Turkish ship to Italy first. Oh, was that? And it made its way up over the course of like a couple years to the rest of like Northern Europe and, and, and Eastern Europe and that sort of thing. Is that just the tale that's told? Well, that, I guess that's, we'll never know. No, that's what they, they actually had reports on it because oh, what okay. happened was the ship showed up and there was one person still left alive. And that was recorded. The SSC plane. No, it wouldn't have been that. But it was it was a ship that came. It was either Turkey or Africa. But essentially what happened was it was a grain ship. And back then Africa supplied a lot of the grain. And so what and they Northern all Africa died on the journey, they died on there and there were there was notorious their stories of from that time ghost ships, ships just washing ashore and everybody dead. Now, that is Holy. the black plague. Yeah, that, that is, is not very different. coronavirus. But if you th- think of it like you're Gary Bettman for just a second. OK, you have 18,000 people in every arena, yeah, varying ticket sales or whatever. Can you rightly in your mind incur the risk as a lawyer that somebody contracts coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, at your game. Mm. Can you incur that risk? Because here's what you're saying. When you throw those games, you are saying to the general public, these are safe. We, When you have these games, the reason they have security is they're trying to guarantee your safety. Right. And, and it becomes... I. I, again, I'm not a lawyer, but it becomes hairier when you have certain things like the governor saying, please don't do this. And then you do it anyway. And then it gets sick mm-hmm. or, or people get sick. So you were you were saying the shipping hub. The story I had heard is something about um, skiing trips. And a few people oh, got sure. it on a skiing trip. Sure. And they come back to Italy from the skiing but trip. But Italy's a, a sub. It's just it's just what it is. It's a it's a central hub in in Europe. Like what's coming up? March break and spring break and all mm-hmm. that. Like, fuck, one person at some thing or other in Florida gets it. Thousands of people from God knows where mm-hmm. then travel back home. And I don't need to tell you what's next. Right. That's the key. It's it's not. And it's it's if the NHL. If the job of the NHL for fans is to guarantee their safety, 
and to want their, they, I don't know if you can guarantee somebody's safety, but you know they put protective nettings up so pucks won't go into the crowd. Yep. They they have security there and they have metal detectors so people can't bring guns and weapons in. You know, there's a reason they have all those things in play because they want to keep the people safe. Yep. And if somebody gets it and they turn around to a lawyer and say they didn't make sure I was safe, they held this event. Guess who's liable? And the NHL could have multiple cities having class action lawsuits against them if they don't take action on this. It's, it's you're going it, you to laugh. It's totally possible. 100% oh, yeah. conceivable. Totally this, listen, McDon- somebody sued McDonald's for a coffee that was too hot and they won. All right? So if you think this is nuts, that happened. That's real. So She did have like third degree burns. But it happened. Yeah, yeah. coffee's hot. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet about that recently, and they were like, "This is one of the." Uh, it's a bit of a misnomer. Case of mi- misinformation. Can you read the whole thing? It's actually kind yeah, of interesting. Yeah, and she, <laughs> yeah. by the way, she one hundred percent deserved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've read the story. I know. I'm yeah, just saying. I, but the yeah. point I'm trying to make here <laughs> is that this it, it's a legitimate argument that can be made and will will win in court, and that's where the NHL's mm. motivation's got to be. It's protecting the 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 money. Now, there are owners in this league, and I would imagine Columbus is one of them, saying, we cannot lose this revenue, which is why they're they're so brash about the fact that, no, we're going to still host the games. It's still going to be normal. These teams, a lot of them, are just getting by by the skin of their teeth. But when it comes down to it, public safety is going to come first. And do not be surprised. Look at what's happened over just the last seven days. Look at what's happened in the world, how much the cases have grown, From the how they've doubled and tripled. Morning. Yeah. This is going to get, and, and I, I work in a building, thankfully, Jesse, same. We work in a building with a lot of smart people in news. And I went and talked to them, a couple of them today, and I said, listen, what are your thoughts on this? You know, you've, you've read the, the reports, you've gone through all this. These are real journalists. And they said, going to get worse before it gets better. And if you're one of these people that's still not bothered, you probably listen to Joe Rogan. No, you're not. And the person who uh, so, and no, the person yeah, who we yeah. had on last night said it's going to get worse yeah, before it gets better. Yeah, yeah. I guess you saw it too. Right? I did. Yeah, that scared the shit yeah. out of me. The who we had on is fascinating. Very smart. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, again, Rogan's a bit of a minefield because he has on brilliant people and chuckle fucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that's his brand, like, right? Yeah, but like yeah, this yeah. guy was like, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. This is he bad. was he was saying how they have um they have the ability to track viruses like uh like dinosaur bones kind of or like the rings on a tree so they're able to pinpoint when it made its first transfer from animal to human they're Whoa. saying it was around mid November so if you think about wow. <laughs> they're able to just go back and see okay it happened like this week ish last year in 2019 and that's not that of, long ago no that's like what four months five months. And so, now it's worldwide. So this so yeah, is ingre- a great lesson. So this is where out. this is where we're at. If oh, you're the God. NHL or if you're a public official, whatever, your job is to be overly cautious. Mm-hmm. So you can bitch and whine and complain about us being hysterical, about the NHL being or the NBA or the MLS or whatever league you watch um, being too cautious. That is their job. They need to be too cautious. I would much rather them be too cautious than not at all and have somebody pay the price for it. And so going forward with this, we don't know what's going to happen this right. season. And if no games are canceled and if and if this passes and nothing happens, great. Yes. But of if course. something does, at least we were prepared. Yeah. And can, can the priority in a pandemic not be sports? 
You know, like we <laughs> yeah. shouldn't. Our priority shouldn't be on having a Stanley Cup award. They're it not should, even depriving you of sports. It, right, no, depriving you of live sports. It should be your. Our priorities here in a pandemic should be saving people's lives, and if that means not gathering glumps of twenty thousand to save a couple more people's lives, we should do that. So it's not a bad thing. Don't this stock is up great. on toilet paper. Stop hoarding toilet paper. Go get a PS4 and play <laughs> video games instead or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and, and also, the uh, the flu has killed more people than this thing. That's, that's like Thanos go. drops cool. down from space and kills a, a guy. And you go, well, the flu has killed more people than <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so far. Also, we can cure the flu. We have vaccines for mm. that. This one doesn't have a cure. Right. No... It's just going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and that, let me throw this out there with the flu argument. Because I've seen a few messages, and they've all been very polite about this. Because I think people knew we were going to talk about this. But yeah. the thing with the flu is the, the percentages, whatever the percentage is, the death rate from what I've read is between 4 and 40 times. Yeah. What the flu is. So more people have gotten the flu. True. But on a per capita basis, even if the difference is, even if one percent, let's just say, for instance, one percent of people die from the flu, which I believe it's somewhere close to that. I don't know. No. If coronavirus is four percent of people die per thousand. One percent versus four. That's one. That's 10 people versus 40 people. If you have 100,000 people, which, by the way, way more than 100,000 people are going to get this. 100,000 people. That's 4,000 deaths. If it's a million, it's 40,000 versus 10,000. That is a lot of people. So when you say, oh, it's the difference between 1% and 4%, we're not talking about safe percentage. Yeah. We're talking about lives. And it's four times as many. So, And you know what else is going to age poorly? And I hate to do this because I have a ton of respect for the job and the, uh, the people who are a part of the PWHA. What the, they the th that oh, statement gosh. that they put out is going to age so poorly, and I am shocked. Yeah, a lot of those people are my friends and coworkers. Dude, yeah. what, I am time. What the fuck? Are time you doing? and place. Yeah, not now. Exactly. No. So here's no. You should be concerned about because what they're what they're showing, and and it's been funny, is uh, the players standing behind a podium. I think in Calgary it was they had an actual line. Mm -hmm. Like a line drawn on the floor, like the, everything beyond here is lava. Mm -hmm. And it was funny to look at, but then I'm just looking at all these reporters packed in. And I'm like, man, no. So let me that's nuts. That's insane. No wonder they're trying to keep you so away. The <laughs> Professional Hockey Writers Association is what we're talking about. This, this is the statement that they released on March the 9th, which is two days ago as of the recording of this show. Almost to the hour. We, the entities covering pro and college sports in North America, are concerned with the developing international outbreak of coronavirus and the need to contain it. We understand the precautions may be necessary in the name of public health. Great. We are intent on working with the leagues and teams and schools we cover to maintain a safe work environment. Wonderful. If the quote stopped there, perfect. But it didn't. And this is where they went wrong. We also must ensure locker room access. Which we, have, not. which we have negotiated over decades to players, coaches, and staff to not unnecessarily limit in either the short or long term. What the fuck were, the, what were those first three sentences then? What do you mean unnecessary? We look forward to open communication with the leagues together as we deal with this serious health matter. Now, I 
get that people don't want their jobs changed. Sure. I get that people don't want to lose the access that they have because for a lot of people, their whole living is based on that. I understand that. But this is so incredibly tone deaf on so many levels. Let's talk about the hotel workers that are getting laid off right now because of this. Let's talk about all the travel and tourism. The, the Let's people talk about... who are getting laid off because their employer are like, fuck you, I'm not paying your health insurance. Right. And that's more stateside than here. Yes. Let's talk, like, for, for one second, guys, for one second, as Chris Johnson always says, and I believe he's a member, you work at the candy store. Yeah, yeah, the toy store. You yeah, work hey, at the toy store. You work at the best job in the world. You know what makes covering sports difficult? The absence of it. Do you want it to be harder to interview players or to not have games at all? Those are the options at this point. Like, we are having this conversation, man. It's that serious. And And so for them to issue that statement, yeah, 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 we're worried about the health, but what about us? Which is essentially what that statement is. I'm shocked and surprised that people who write so well, who have so much empathy and so much talent, did not have the introspection to say, maybe this isn't the time. Well, and so when did this come out? It was 20, two days ago, 48 hours ago. 48 hours ago. Yeah. I bet there are fewer people in the Pro, Rock, uh, Pro Hockey Writers Association that support that statement now than 48 hours ago, and I bet by this time next week, yeah. they're going to feel embarrassed by it. But um, that's and, that, and that statement on. was signed by the Associated Press Sports Editors, Pro Football Writers of America, North American Soccer Reporters, United States Basketball Writers Association, Professional Basketball Writers Association, Pro Hockey Writers Association, and Baseball Writers Association yeah. of America. So, so all of them. It's not just it's hockey. It's not just hockey we're talking it's, about yeah. here. That's, and that's important. That's a very important detail. Yeah. It's every major Extremely. sports writing organization in North America signed that. So that is, on everybody's part, something that is just not going to age well. Yeah. And listen, I'm the king of shit not aging well. I get it. But this one <laughs> no, was... Um, oh, mine's great. This one was a slam dunk. You yeah. just did not need to do that. We know that you want locker room access. Fight that battle six months from now when this is in the rearview mirror. Right now, we don't care. Nobody cares. What we care about is health and safety. And that's what you should care about. So the first paragraph should have been the only paragraph. I take issue with that. I know these are good people. I know they mean well. Totally. Tone deaf, stupid, should not have happened, not going to age well. And let's talk about a little bit, because Elliot Friedman has this, because he always does. He's so great with this. Also, shout out Frank Saravelli, who's the president of the Pro Hockey Writers Association. Good for him. I had no idea. Good for you. Yeah, 32 awesome. years old, man. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a great um, accomplishment. 31. 31. Yeah. Frank Saravelli well, is like, younger than either of us. Except you know, for Jesse. I sort of hate how accomplished he is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Bloody hell. Anyway, <laughs> big deal. I want to talk about I want to talk about this because how does this affect hockey, right? How does mm -hmm. this affect the game beyond the health and safety? Do you have something you want to hit? Just real quick. Okay. So, uh Columbus again, uh, Ohio is is a really interesting player in all this because of uh what the governor said. Uh this is from uh Allison L. Uh Yarmo Kekalainen, GM of the Blue Jackets, addressing the media. As a league, we've decided to play in front of our fans. We'll take every precaution possible. Those Guys. two parts of the <laughs> those two sentences completely contradict each other. That's one oh tweet. Oh my god! Like the those two things Ooh. do not make sense. You know what that is? That's an owner saying, "I can't lose this revenue." 
You know that, right? Because he's still got to he's got to pay the players whether oh, or yeah. not that's happened. And I think what you're going to see is you're going to see some of these smaller market owners go to the NHL and say, uh, "You need to you need to cough up some cash here because we need to cover our losses." Yeah. And I bet, I bet um, insurance will cover some of that. Um, because I'm sure you must, I mean, they didn't insure the Nathan Horton contract, so I don't know what they're doing in Columbus, but there, there has to be some sort of insurance for act of God, stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And if they don't better get some next time. Well, uh, South by Southwest is facing that issue right now because they didn't have any, well, South by Southwest specifically didn't have any insurance protecting them against a pandemic. Wow. So they can't get any of their money back. Coachella at least is just delaying it until the fall. Yeah. South South by Southwest just just, laid off. It's just canceled and they get no money back. And they just laid off a third of their employees the next, like the next day. Yeah. So now they're trying to salvage anything. This is really important. So let me get to these two things because both of these points address what we've just been Mm -hmm. talking about. So this is from 31 Thoughts, the Bible. (laughs) Number six on the thing, if you want to read this for yourself, there is a lot of skepticism about the cap estimate provided last week at the GM meetings. Well, duh. We may never know how legit those 84 to 88 million dollar figures were if the virus takes its toll on the league's economics, which we on this show all believe that it will. Players being paid as usual while games are either canceled or held without fans is going to hurt their escrow uh, the more revenues drop. There's still so much we can't predict, but a couple of agents are wondering if withholding even more from remaining paychecks might be prudent, although no one's ever going to want to be the one who suggests that. If it does get really bad, will the NHL and NHLPA negotiate next season salary cap the way they did out of the last lockout? So here's what Elliot provides as an example. Since 2012-2013 was only a 48-game season, 13-14 was set at $64.3 million no matter what. That was the cap. In brackets, he said that number was the most recent 82 game. Uh, that number was in the most, re- sorry, that was the number in the most recent 82 game year, which was 2011-2012. So they just went back to pre-lockout levels just to make it. That's what it is. Okay. There are so many variables and so many uncontrollables. The league held a conference call with clubs Tuesday, and the concern is real. Now, number seven on this. Two other worries for teams, which we just talked about: insurance, revenue sharing. Two different things. If you're not familiar with South by Southwest, it's a huge film festival and music festival that takes place every March in Austin, Texas. Jesse, great that you brought it up. This year's version, originally slated for March 13th through uh, 22nd, was unfortunately canceled. Its co-founder and managing director, Ronald Felsen, uh, told the Austin Chronicle that their insurance policy did not cover viruses and pandemics. Not all policies are like that, but you can be certain that everybody is double-checking theirs. As for revenue sharing, that's going to be damaged if the playoffs are affected. This will be a problem for organizations that budgeted for it. Number eight, the NHL canceled its business meeting scheduled for the 26th and 27th of March in Washington. It's too bad. I know all the employees really like that event. Number nine, the Danish League has suspended playoffs until April 1st and changed the format. Instead of best-of-seven quarterfinals, semifinals, and a final, there will be a round-robin. Each of the eight postseason qualifiers will play each other twice, home and away. It will be three points for a win, uh, two for an overtime win, and one for an overtime loss. The number one team from the regular season begins with four points, so you get like a a lead. Second team gets three, third team gets two, fourth gets one. It's not perfect, especially for those top clubs who would be the favorites in all three series, but it is creative and it gives a better chance for uh, uh, there being any sort of playoffs at all. So 
all of those things, those three points are very, very interesting and they relate to what we talk to. Guys, if I'm the league, if I'm, a, if I'm an owner in this league and I'm an owner of a small market club and Columbus is the one that's right out front of this uh, and being as hard-headed as they possibly can be about this, it's because Columbus is worried about their revenue targets. How are we going to pay these guys no matter what? And the players have to be nervous too because their escrow is tied to NHL revenue. And so if, if there's no players, if there's nobody in the stands, it affects the players enormously as well. And you have to look at, and then you've got to think about the rich teams, Boston, New York, Toronto, Montreal, who pay out these these equalization payments. Right. This, you know, it's, a, it's, it's NHL socialism, right? That's how it works. You're paying for the less fortunate in the league to keep the league up and going and together and healthy. And so you look at these richer teams and they're going, oh my God, our checks just got bigger this year. And they know that. And so it's going to push a lot of teams that would be have teams into the have not category, which puts a lot more stress on the richer teams, which puts a lot of stress on the players. This is a potential debacle. I can't imagine that the league brings the salary cap down, but I would not be surprised. I I would not be surprised if they do fine, but I don't think they will. Here's what I would suggest. If I'm the league, I keep the salary cap at what it is flat. You keep it flat. Because you would, there's so many teams close to or over the cap that it would be such an issue. I would imagine that the league comes out the same way they did last time and the time before the lockout. Two compliance buyouts per team. Interesting. That's what I think happens. Interesting. So, so <laughs> even, now, if the cap goes down, you have to grant compliance buyouts. You must. You can't just screw teams like that. They'll be completely fucked. Yeah, and the and the rich teams, by the way, who are all at the top, they'll say to Gary Bettman, yeah. "No, if you're if you're lowering the cap, you're giving us compliance." Yeah. We're, we're not even talking about the Leafs. Like we're no, talking, there's Jer- not- Jeremy Jacobs walks in there and says, "Uh, yeah, okay, you're gonna lower the cap. Well, you're giving me a get out of jail free card on this one. At least one. At least one. I think there'll be two. I think if this goes worst case scenario, and let's say the cap stays flat or goes down, you're gonna see compliance buyouts come out. I really do believe that. Man. It's, an un, it's, it's a crazy, unprecedented time. I've talked to people who have been in this industry 35, 40 years. No one's ever seen anything like this. No. And the weird mm. thing, and John Oliver did such a great job of explaining this on last week tonight. The reason this spreads so quickly is because the symptoms are so minor yeah. for most people. They just, people are still going to work because they're used to fighting through flus and colds and all those. You can have it for a few days to. and not know you and have it. Yeah. Two it weeks. Four days. Yeah. You can have it for two weeks. Be yeah, I've heard two weeks. I've heard four days. Yeah. They're both, when you think both about it, scary. they're both a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Especially children because they, they don't really get it at all, but they can still carry it. Mm-hmm. Yes. That yeah. was a, that was a freaky thing. Yeah. That, yeah. Dogs yeah. can carry it. Dogs, yes, but they can't transfer it back to humans. Oh, okay, so they can get it and hold it. Dogs can just have it and just be happy and have it and not have any effects. It's awesome. (laughs) I love dogs. Dogs are are the greatest. Right? So wait, they have it, but there's no effects and they can't transfer it? Right. What a dumb thing. They might sneeze a little. But oh. it doesn't affect them, you know. They're wow. not gonna—they're not gonna be sick, really. That's interesting. Yeah, Does Ziggy yeah. have coronavirus right now? Anyway, <laughs> so there's there's the doom and gloom, but there's there's reality. The worst case scenario is one player gets this season's those guys. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully that doesn't come to that. I don't want to see any league do well, that. Listen, it's not a medical podcast, so you can pick apart yada yada yada. The fact of the matter is, 
there may legitimately not be a Stanley Cup this year. Right. Yeah. I could see a situation where we play the Stanley Cup playoffs in September or October. You make up the games in the fall. I think you just have, don't do it because then you got to no play another season do. after that. And I then, the, no and idea. in 1919 with the Spanish flu, far more deadly. Um, they didn't award a cup. Yeah. It's been 101 years. This is going to happen once a century. I think that's fair. <laughs> what if you just? What if what you if, just simply well, didn't? Like I'm just, I'm just. Spitballing, like, is there a situation where they just shut the league down for, I don't know, two weeks? They, they just shut it down. No one's traveling. You just stay put where you are. And no, hope it goes down. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Because the thing right. is, is that this is this is more than just the leagues, though, right? So right. it's got to be. It's going to be a three to six month process for this wave to come through, and it's coming. It's it's happening in Italy right now. It's starting to happen in the UK. You're starting to see it really happen elsewhere. But guys, the wave's coming. I don't know how extreme it's going to be, but it's coming. And it's going to be more than two weeks. It's going to last longer than two weeks. Uh, Adam had the brilliant idea that we become Twitch streamers yeah. while we're in quarantine. Why not, right? Yeah, you and everyone else. Like, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's do it. But there's gonna be a lot of traffic going yeah. on. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Stephen Brunt. Uh, <laughs> play Fortnite. I got players. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Brunt XX69. <laughs> Power Brunt. Blair, you're such a noob. <laughs> like, uh, I, yeah, I, I man. Don't, I don't know. I don't Listen, know, we're, like, like we're looking at contingency plans here at work. Thank God technology is easy, right? You know what's going to be fun uh, when the Leafs are in the in the first round and they score an amazing goal and Joel Bowen has his magical goal call and you hear his echo. Oh yeah! <laughs> in the building because no be one him. else is there. Wow! Murder! Would he have to do it from a TV screen? I have no fucking idea. Like, how He's would done he it be from allowed? A TV in? Screen before. They're, they're flirting with the idea of not flying around broadcasters either. So, just uh, people who are stationed in the city would do all of the games that are in that city. I'd like to hear Joe Bowen on a national game, right? Especially against the Canucks, because we always get Jim Houston versus the Canucks. When the Leafs play the Canucks, so if the Leafs play the Canucks again, which I don't think they do, it'd be Say nice Canucks. to have Bowen. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you want to hear a homer? Yaka Markstrom, Siv. He never insults the other team. No, he doesn't. No, no. He's good that way. He's not like Jack Edwards, who was like, "This guy deserved egregious hit." He, I just, I love <laughs> listening to Bowen and uh, Jim Ralph because oh, yeah. uh, on the radio because it's it's great to me because I can't see it, but the Leafs have. Uh, However many, like, let's say the Leafs take 200 penalties a year. In their eyes, the number's closer to 25. <laughs> <laughs> it's closer to 25. Those guys, Jim Ralph is always, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's the perfect counterweight to Joe Bowen. If you've never heard Joe Bowen, if you're not from Toronto, Joe Bowen is the most energetic person in the world calling a game. And he's he's almost like who's the guy in Buffalo who's also Rick yeah he's like that kind of energy yeah. and and Jim Ralph is the polar opposite in energy. Yeah. Well, you know, like you hear Matthews and well, he scored what a what a shot what from a Matthews. Shot. It was great, it was a great shot. The other day he was like, man, Travis Dermott takes way too many penalties, and I'm like, Jim Ralph. Wow, Travis Dermott, like he should be in jail. If if Jim. If Jim Ralph thinks a Leaf takes too many penalties, that Leaf should be in prison. That's right. Jim Ralph, former goalie for the Leafs, too. Oh, absolutely. Back in the 70s. Anyway, that's the doom and gloom discussion. And there will probably Why be more. Why not? There will probably be more. Sorry, it sounded like you were setting that up. <laughs> okay. Do we want to get to the press conference, or are we going to leave it? I think it's about time we wrapped up the show. All right. 
Oh, shit. Yeah. It's quarter after. Yeah, yeah I think you, you, you got to get out of here. Right? Get the hell out. <laughs> Bye, Steve. All right, we'll see you Sunday, guys. All right. on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.